A chill wind blows through the air, and you feel the cold nip of the summer break biting at your fingers. Tentatively, you reach to caress them, hoping to fill them with whatever warmth you can. But alas, your efforts are in vain. A harsh snap rings out, and your index finger snaps off. Oh, darling, your mother says reassuringly, I'm so sorry that you've lost another one to the frostbite. This summer has been punishingly hard on all of us. But her words mean nothing. What's the point in comfort? What's the point in anything anymore? Everything was fine. Everything was right with the world. But then summer came along, and verbal discharge stopped. You thought you could cope at first. Oh, it's all right. You lied to yourself at night. Verbal Discharge is only an award-winning comedy show hosted by a trio of magnificently talented funny men. I can still live a normal life without their weekly podcast and blog posts to keep me thoroughly and unquestionably entertained. But look at you now. Even basking in the radiant warmth of the summer sun hasn't stopped your life from becoming cold and meaningless. The warm blood that used to pump, pump, pump through your veins has grown icy and black. It has fed ceaselessly on your misery, on your lack of quality entertainment, on your devout longing for verbal discharge. But now, dear listener, summer is over. And just like that one Thin Lizzy song I'm about to misquote, the boys are back in Derby. So cuddle up next to your speaker and prepare yourself to get warmed. Brace yourself for a podcast worth of stellar entertainment. Throw your last finger onto the fire. It means nothing to you now. And welcome back the glorious return of Verbal Discharge. Oh, so round of applause for ourselves. Oh yes, we're we're just the best, just we the best. Are we just quite a detailed account of Jordan's mum's summer there? <laughs> I, I feel that we've most loyal listener. We've definitely started back on the right. Just the, the self-aggrandizing terms that that we we left on. I, I think I think <laughs> this is this is exactly what what people have been missing out on. I don't know. Our last podcast, though, was a bit of an apology. Like, we spent it just going, sorry, there'll be a better one next week, and then there wasn't one the following <laughs> week. <laughs> so we've been living on that kind of, like, th- th- this nothingness for a few months in which mm. people have... We went out with a, a very damp squid of a podcast. A damp squid? A damp, damp squid. <laughs> a damp which squid. You, you'd hope squids are damp, considering they'd probably die if they were not. If, if they were too dry. Good, we're just as cohesive and <laughs> as we ever were. Straight back to form, straight back to form. It feels good to be back, though. Yeah. Oh, it certainly does. Yeah, um, it's, it's nice to, to sit back in the studio chair. In our brand new studio. Oh, yeah, worth, which, worth mentioning. Equipment from 2011, it says on the back <laughs> of this computer here, so. It, but yeah, it's, it feels good, good to be back in Derby, mm. good, good to be back in the studio, back to, to podcasting. It, it, it certainly does. Shall we introduce ourselves? Yeah, we, start... we might as well. Who's, who's going to start off? Jordan. Who, who are you? <laughs> if people don't already know me by now, then there's no point. Well, oh, this I, might I be people's you... first podcast. <laughs> um, what's your name? Uh, my name is Jordan. That's good. That's and good I start. speak into a microphone. What Excellent. about you, man sitting to my left? Uh, am I... Is it, we're in a, like a triangle, so I'm trying to work out which is your left, but the fact that you're looking at me says to me it's me. Uh, hello, <laughs> my name is Robbie, and I like squids what a character summary there that tells you everything <laughs> you need to know about robbie which is interesting given that up until this point i've never seen you display enthusiasm for squids <laughs> i still haven't that was not enthusiasm <laughs> <laughs> just sort of amusement squids exist can and who are confirm. you i'm james um this is my voice Excellent. and that, that's about it that, that's all you can really say about me so james jordan robbie what have you both been up to over these these glorious few or terrible it's few months? Long, long summer break. Yeah. Um, I went. I went everywhere. I went. I went. I did a travelling because because you know like like all students did must you do at some point. Go to Canada. I didn't know. I I went well, all a lie over. You. Then well, I went everywhere. I went to. Did you go to Chiswick? No. Well, why are you saying you're going everywhere? I went to most of everywhere. Oh, that's fair enough then. I went to out of all possible places I could have gone. Not only. On this planet, but I feel of the universe. I've um, I've just I've just been all over the place. We, I, I've, I've sort of travelled around Europe and that before I um, set my sights for the Horsehead Nebula. Went straight out there, fought some <laughs> some sea crabs. Um, it, it was it was excellent. There's a lot of sea crabs at the Horsehead Nebula, more than you'd anticipate. Uh, what was the best bit? Yeah, what's the best bit of the Horsehead Nebula? 
Um, I really liked the swirling clouds of space dust that threatened to engulf all life as we know it. <laughs> that, those were my favourite parts of the Horsehead Nebula. Ah. Speaking of engulfing all life as we know it, I over my summer I've been. Where are you um, going with this? <laughs> just, 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 <laughs> um, I've been tra- traversing the cold wastelands of Telford. Oh, oh. Mm. how have you been coping? Um, not very well. I mean, I lost a few fingers to frostbite myself. These things happen. Mm. But then I came back, and the magic in Darbados grew them all back. That's happens. That's happens. Con- continue hours. But no, um, I've had a rather uneventful summer. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry, Joe. Anticlimactic, and you're just like I've travelled everywhere, and I'm like I've stayed <laughs> primarily in the same place. <laughs> I'm really sorry, Jordan. I'm really sorry that Telford exists, <laughs> and, that, and that you live there. <laughs> I've I've also had a fairly dull summer. I, I I've I've again sat in Nottingham most of the time. I spent one day in Wales, at which time I went to a funeral, which was a barrel of laughs. Um, and I spent one day in London where I broke See, the restraining order and came within 500 metres of Greta Gerwig. Yeah. So that was Your, that your was reason for going to London was... Surely that, that, that requires more explanation, Robbie. Um, yeah. why, well, why were you in London? I Tell saw, us all. I saw on Twitter, perhaps the week beforehand, oh, Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach, the director and star of Francis Ha, um, and Greenberg, and many other things. They were doing a Q&A in London alongside a preview screening two weeks before it hit general release of their new movie, Mistress America. How much are they paying you for this plug? Um, well, it's out of cinemas now, so oh. not enough. Or too much. <laughs> How much um, did it cost you to go down there all the way to London? Um, the ticket was £15 oh, for yeah. a ticket to the, the premiere and the Q&A screening. That's a lot less than I thought it'd be. Yeah, it was, that was reasonable. I sort of looked at the price and went, do you know what, I might as well. And it only cost me, I think it was, it came to less than 20 quid to get the train down and back. Okay. Can, we, can we see the receipts for this? Are you, are you, are you claiming this on expenses? Or <laughs> so that's just out, out, of your, out of your own pocket? Yeah. yeah, that was, so I went down and I... I, I, they did like a Q&A. Um, there was a great bit, actually, in which the film rolled and it reached the... I say great bit. Reached the end of the film and sort of there's the music playing over. There's hot chocolate. Um, could have been a lady. Wait, wait what? Hot chocolate? Um, could have been a lady, but hot chocolate plays over the credits. Oh, I oh, thought you meant there was just there was <laughs> hot chocolate pouring into the screen. <laughs> Scolded everyone there. What a health hazard. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're playing this, and then sort of they begin to set up for the Q and A afterwards, and they cut the song off after about thirty seconds. All sounds cut off there. Um, at which point, sort of after a few seconds of it being cut off, you suddenly hear this American voice just scream, "There should be music right!" I can't do an American accent, so I'm not going to do it. There should be music right now. There should be music from the sideline, and sort of everyone turned to look at it, like wearing like who's who, what, what's going on? Before you realise, oh, it's it's Noah Baumbach himself, the Oscar-nominated director of. Squid and the Whale and he just stands there and he starts screaming and he starts commentating over the opening credits like there should be music playing here like oh these are names these people made the film you can see them and he starts like read out names like Jenny she made me a lovely cup of tea back in October last year and he's, <laughs> he's screaming he gets really aggressive about the whole thing and I kept looking on Twitter for the next few days is anyone going to address the fact that I was sat in a room along with a couple of, un- of a hun- sorry a couple of a couple of hundred other people yes. sat there and watched this Oscar-nominated director stand and just scream at us, all because he's really angry with one sound technician who couldn't let him listen to two extra seconds of a hot chocolate song. <laughs> it was it was quite bewildering to be there. I can appreciate his anger, though. I, I'd be furious about that. Yeah, yeah, and he then sort of continued to... like he, He's, as you'd expect, he's he comes across as the man who would have written sort of a lot of his films, as he is sort of... Okay. He's funny, but he's also sort of cold and like a guy asked him oh would you ever want to work on tv i said do you are you asking me if i ever want to make a film again and he shut this guy down and starts to get really like, personal and attacking him oh and that was that was a really it was a really interesting thing to witness because you don't tend to see that in sort of normal press conferences i had, I had such a nice sort of uh, image in my head of noah baumbach as being this <laughs> lovely warm friendly gentleman he was no he was funny at the same time though like everything you, he said you've was painted it was a cold calculating <laughs> like... furious bastard though <laughs> <laughs> this is he can he can sue me whenever he likes. Um I did also though watch another film over the course of the summer. Okay. Um in fact I watched two films. I watched both parts of the 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 opus of filmmaking that is the Legally Blonde series. Oh okay. Uh, okay. I watched both Legally Blonde movies starring Reese Witherspoon. 
doing the third film um, about... Wait, the third film? <laughs> the third film, which I wrote and directed myself. All right. <laughs> and played every role. Oh, I'm trying to imagine you in a, in a Reese Witherspoon <laughs> role. Why hasn't this been made? This this has to be a thing. It has. This will be up on the YouTube channel next week. It better um, be. I, I, you can't, don't you don't can't, make promises that you can't keep. At this point, I don't give a shit about what the listeners think about this if you don't deliver to them. I want to see this. <laughs> I, I want to see you in Reese Witherspoon's role in Legally Blonde 3, A Tale of Two Robbies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, uh, Legally Blonde 2. I was about half an hour from the finish of the film. Um, trust me, I was looking forward to it finishing. Um, and I came across this clip. You're here? Okay, we'll meet you in the lobby. Let's go. Wow! Everybody, this is the final member of our team, Paula Barcel. Who's ready to discharge? I'm ready to discharge. I'm certainly ready to discharge. And I thought that, as much as anything, would lead us into <laughs> the glorious, glorious show that we're about to do. I'm just applauding ourselves there. <laughs> it's the With our un- brand new studio audience. <laughs> it's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's also good to be back. Discharge. Discharge. So, guys, we've we've been away for a while now. We've had a, a long, freezing summer break to to get out of the swing of things, as it were. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a while since we've recorded, and as a result of which, I just think it's worth us protecting ourselves in case we've maybe gotten a little rusty, maybe a little out of hand. Yeah. I think we need to we need to tune ourselves into. What people do and do not find offensive. Okay. <laughs> we need we need to figure out where the boundaries are in an effort, so, so we can make sure that you know we stay within them and we don't we don't push them or exceed them. So, in order to help us do this, I've prepared a list of things, and as I read them out, we're going to discuss whether or not they are offensive. Okay, it's, I'll, I'll call it offensive or not. So, that, so there's a name for this. We're trying to decide whether or not these items are a thing you would use to protect your garden, uh, or could also use to filter out small objects or water. Yes, offensive. I get you. I see. I see. This what, is this uh, is what we've no, been doing. No, it's okay. This is I, this is the level I'm at. I'm going to work myself up to being almost <laughs> funny by the end of the program. <laughs> no, it's okay. I see what you did. The problem there, though, was that was that was, if anything, a written joke. But you said it as a verbal joke. <laughs> so um, let's just go straight into this. Dandelions, offensive or not? Um, are we talking about particularly camp uh, kings of the animal kingdom? The um, or we will get to those, believe me. <laughs> but the flower I'm referring to, oh, the dandelions, are they offensive? Are they, are they offensive or not, Jordan? Um, I believe that it's Nicarag- Nicaragua's. I can't say that country. Can you say the country? Nicaragua. There you go, Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Yeah, it's there. It's the symbol they use whenever they go into war. Really? So they're literally so- on the offensive <laughs> with, with dandelions. Yeah. So. We, we we can give this one a a, a sort of so a sort generally of. not offensive unless it's incorporated into Nicaragua's military movements. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So dandelions sort of offensive. Uh, the smell of lavender. I'm perfectly fine with this. Yeah. I can't I can't fault the smell of lavender. Not offensive. A horse in a Vauxhall Corsa. <laughs> um. Well. Comedic. Possibly offensive to um, animal rights mm. supporters. And very true. To fellow drivers. And pedestrians, I'd imagine. You know, I can't picture how its hooves would properly turn the wheel. Okay, so so quite quite dangerous. Dangerous. Poten- potentially a road hazard. Yes. Yeah, Certainly you... the sort of thing that might come up on your hazard perception test. Definitely. Wait a minute, are we, you just said it's in it. Is it driving? It, that's perhaps good to clear. Well, let's let's say that it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, so, in so which it's, case it's, it's driving. Hazard. It's, it's on the M1 southbound, just after the Watford Gap. And you've got a sour old man behind him going, oh, they'll let anyone drive these days. Anyone or any horse. Any horse. So, uh, conclusion, uh, is a horse in a Vauxhall course or offensive or not? Um, uh, kinda, kinda. Kind of. Okay. Less offensive than dandelion. Um, a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, um, it depends if we're being, if the Tyrannosaurus Rex rather is being offensive to us. Yeah. Okay, but on on, on its own, just as, looking at one, assuming that it is, it is indifferent to our presence. Just a Tyrannosaurus Rex on its own. Uh, is it offensive or not? No. 
I don't fight. Uh, not, not really, no. Um, a Tyrannosaurus Rex with an erection. <laughs> Offensive or not? Well, sometimes has it just woken up? <laughs> <laughs> um, that changes things. Yeah, let's let's say that um, it, it hasn't. It's been awake for a couple of hours. It's had its little morning coffee. Okay, what what surroundings are, is he in? Because this could be a big factor on. Um, there are. Um, let, let's say he's in a public Tyrannosaurus Rex place. <laughs> There's some other little Rexes pottering about. Um, there's some of them. Some of them are uh, regular business-going, attending, <laughs> hard-working Tyrannosaurus Rexes. Like, the little briefcases. Yeah, yeah. like uh, like the um, creatures I descend from, hard-working Tyrannosaurus Rexes. <laughs> let's say there's one. Oh, there's, there's, there's a few particularly attractive Tyrannosaurus Rexes nearby, but also a oh. few a few little little wee babby Rexes wandering about. Is is it fence for <laughs> which one is given the erection? Yes, yeah. it's, it, it's <laughs> the unclear. You'll, the... you'll, you'll have to ask. Let, let's say that we we, we can't determine. Uh, because we can't communicate with it because it's a fucking T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Is the mere size of its erection, regardless of context, offensive? In some countries, <laughs> not in France. <laughs> okay, so in some countries, um, realm out on a seesaw. <laughs> <laughs> Do, do we all know who yeah. Raul Moat is? Yes. Is he still alive at this point? Or? Oh, no, he killed himself. <laughs> no, I mean on the seesaw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's say he isn't. Let's say he killed himself and he has been placed onto the seesaw. <laughs> oh. If little Timmy wants to go and play with dead Raul Moat, then that's not <laughs> offensive to Timmy, is it? Oh. Um, a Nazi at a fun fair. Well, no, because just of his political beliefs doesn't make him inherently offensive. Okay, I can appreciate that. Like if I said Jeremy uh, Corbyn eating some candy flosh, 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 candy flosh, eating former France fullback Anthony Flosh, um, would you say that's offensive? Yes, because he's a candy. Well, well, he's eating someone, which which is generally considered, I think, to be uh, to be something we don't approve of as a society. <laughs> so, so Nazi at a funfair, offensive or not? No, nah. Okay. Uh, it's interesting that you mentioned Jeremy Corbyn, because the next one is Jeremy Corbyn making jam. Jeremy Corbyn. Jammery Corbyn. Jam- uh, jam- Jeremy Corbyn. Cor- Cor- there's, there's, Cor- there. there's something there. There's something there. Jammery Cordial? Jam- I don't know. <laughs> Jeremy Pot of Preserve Corbyn. Wordplay <laughs> word aside, is it offensive? No, no, but I have a feeling it's okay. about to become offensive. <laughs> Mind you, it's probably an offence to our our nation, our children, and David Cameron himself. What, that he's making jam? Yes, yeah, he's a threat to our society, he's a threat to our nation, um, and probably he's a threat to jam makers everywhere. Look at him, he takes the bus. Only terrorists take the bus. He wears jumpers, he buys uh, suits off the peg. What a fiend, what an absolute fiend. <laughs> absolute menace, legitimate, um, terrible person. Horseradish, fanciful not. <clears throat> If you get it in your eyes. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Red lentils, offensive or not? No. I like red lentils. No, I'm all for red lentils. Red lentils. I think red lentils get a hard time in the press often, mm. and I don't think they deserve it. Just because Agreed. one... Exactly, exactly. You can't take that, one... that one red lentil yeah. that did... Uh, admittedly, what he did was abhorrent, but I don't think you should hold that against all red lentils. Mm. Mm. Uh, Charles Manson in a bubble bath. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's offensive. Yes. Uh, what about Charles Manson in a regular bath? I don't know why, but what to about... me that was strangely less offensive. <laughs> See, that's that's what we need to get in on here, Jordan. That's the purpose of this exercise. Charles Manson in a bubble bath, offensive, but regular bath, he's just bathing. Yeah. Charles Manson in the city bath. There's something oddly sinister that, about that. Was the next one? <laughs> was it? I'll also have you know it's a town. <laughs> so Charles Manson in Bath, Somerset. Uh, yes. Offensive. Offensive. Yes. Offensive. Yes. Yes. Uh, just going back to that, because we, we do need to address that one. Charles Manson in a regular bath, is that is that not offensive? No, no. I think that's perfectly fine. So Charles Manson in an actual bath <laughs> is fine, but <laughs> Charles Manson in a bubble bath or the bath town is... Terrible. That's, that's, it's, yeah, unforgivable. Okay, fair enough. I'm, I'm glad that we're, we're narrowing these down. <laughs> we're, we're getting to the heart of these issues. In that... our official position as Ofcom... <laughs> <laughs> if Ofcom ever complain about us, um, uh, a scenario in which we've we've jokingly referred to Charles Manson being in a bath, we can refer them back to this situation yeah. and say, "Hold on, we we could have had him in a bubble bath, <laughs> and you you would have got your panties in a right twist, wouldn't you, Ofcom?" <laughs> Bashar al-Assad playing a lute. Which one's Bashar al-Assad? The president of Syria. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. The the head of the Assad regime. It's a name I've heard on the news and know I should know, yeah. but don't. He's he's done some pretty terrible things. He's been involved with a lot of uh, human rights sort of violations. And, and war now crimes. he's playing the flute. How oh, badly the is loot, he playing the loot? The loot. The loot. He's not looting. He's playing. The no, loot. he's he's just he's playing the loot. He's Actually, playing the loot. while his soldiers are charging over the hill, he's playing loot as they loot. Okay. So is that offensive? It depends what songs he's playing. Uh, Jordan's <laughs> joke just there was offensive. Really? Do you think so? I think so. Okay, fair enough. I'm. I'll remember that. We we can write a letter. <laughs> I don't mean I can't. I'll remember that, Robbie. <laughs> that but... seems genuinely threatening. <laughs> um, a raven. Are we talking <laughs> Scottish man? Yeah. Just just you're just, lost. Just the bird. The bird. bird a a raven. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. A dead raven. Sad, but still fine. That's fine. Yeah. Early two thousands Disney team sitcom. That's so raven. <laughs> <laughs> Offensive. That was pretty offensive. I'm sure that was offensive. It seems like something that should have been racist. Yeah. I can't remember if it was. Do you remember, do you remember the episode when Raven became a white supremacist? <laughs> <laughs> and started marching around her schools and going, white power, white power. She burns herself in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's offensive. <laughs> That's quite offensive. Um, proof of extraterrestrial life. Offensive yes, or non-offensive? That, that is offensive. Why is it offensive? It's offensive because I like to live a sheltered existence yeah. believing that we are the only ones. I believe that the, on and the whole, humankind likes to live inside its own mm. ego, much yeah. like us. <laughs> Anything that broadens my horizons is fundamentally offensive. 14 DVD copies of 17 again. <laughs> starring Seven, starring Zac Efron. Seventeen again is pretty good. Um, so I've heard okay. it's really good. I've never yeah, seen it. It's pretty good. I like Zac it. Efron. I I am upfront about that, um, and I therefore think fourteen Zac Efron's is very good and not offensive at all. Well, it's not fourteen Zac Efron's. That, that's 14. that's very offensive. If I had fourteen TVs, then I'd have fourteen. Zac Efron's. See, the thing is, though, they're, they're only images of Zac Efron, or are they a bit like the angels from that, Doctor yeah, Who? exactly. Anything, anything that's on the <laughs> image of Zac Efron becomes itself Zac Efron. <laughs> Little Zac Efron all our, over HMV. our podcast art sorted now, and like we just have Zac Efron climbing out of people's iPods right now as they listen to the show. If, if you can make that, Robbie, if you can make that image, I'll be legitimately impressed. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm just saying it will happen now. The podcast art is just going to be a picture of Zac Efron. And he will now climb out of your iPod. No, no, we need him. We need a picture of him climbing out of an iPod. I've only got a oh, oh, wait, no. Or, or do you mean that if we actually just have him as the picture, yeah. people will see it and think, oh, I wonder why the, the podcast art this week just, is just a picture of Zac Efron. Yeah. But then they'll and understand. When he climbs out and he starts jiving and singing, we'll be there together. And, and choking them to death. Now, yes. um, if we you, have, if, We've if programmed you a load of like Zac Efron sleeper agents. Now, dear listener, if you are at present being choked to death, by the physical <laughs> manifestation of Zac Efron that has just climbed out of your iPod or computer <laughs> screen. Uh, we're really sorry, um, but do make sure that just before the life leaves you, you leave all of your money to us verbal discharge. <laughs> um, the lawsuit we've got coming in soon from Noah Baumbach um, will require an awful lot of funding for our legal team. <laughs> a prostitute in a tumble dryer. <laughs> <laughs> Offensive or not? I've, um, yes, because I presume she's in the tumble dryer for some unseemly reason. <laughs> okay, maybe she just needs to needs to dry herself off. <laughs> is this like a request? What, what, this, what if someone put her in the tumble dryer? Is, is the tumble dryer like a sex position or something? <laughs> um, God, I hope so. <laughs> Can we Google this? <laughs> she just spin around and around. Can we actually Google like, this? I'm interested. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it isn't. Like, I'll... I'll, uh, hold on. <laughs> I'm sure it isn't. <laughs> we may edit this moment out as someone looking something up on the computer is not the most exciting thing. Um, oh, and now I'm racing, hold James. Hold on, tumble dryer sex oh. position. Okay, have we found it? I'm going to come over here and look at this because... Uh, I've found it. Net- from net- Netmums. I've got Netmums. I've got Netmums. Sex positions. Um, Gabby W5 says, Yeah, it's a naughty one. Just wondered what all your favourite sex positions were. Got to the point where I want to explore a little more and try something new. Uh, where is it? Uh, Gabby later uh, commented, um, divulging more of her sex life, saying, definitely the shower, and we just tried out Sophie's suggestion on top of the moving washing machine slash tumble dryer. Which one is it? Well, no, it'd be both. It's a two-in-one machine. It's just an amazing concept. Do you get two-in-one machine? Yeah. 
Really? Yeah. What a time it's, to be alive. I know. It's it's a revolutionising the tumble drying industry. So there we go. So let's say that um, the prostitute is... See, the problem here is that this specifically refers to being on top of the tumble yeah. dryer, whereas the prostitute we mentioned was actually in the tumble dryer. Okay. Is it offensive or not? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. The jury's out on that one. Uh, if listeners have any, uh, yeah. any any remarks on that, just just be sure to comment. Just let, on our Facebook page, <laughs> let us know. Is a prostitute in a tumble dryer offensive? Set up a poll on our Facebook page. Is the prostitute in a tumble dryer offensive? Yes. We'll yeah. do that. We'll, we'll do, do that. that. We'll, do, we'll that. do that. If you're listening to this now, please go vote in that poll. It'll be on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash verbal discharge, and let us know if it's offensive. Um, Hitler on a moped. No. Uh, I, I don't know, because you've got, like, what's he got? A classic kind of Italian... It's like, it's like a Vespa or something. Vespa, yeah. yeah. So he... I could find... I, I, no, no, that's not offensive. Okay. Okay. It's not offensive unless he's racing over to, like, a, a bunch of Jews. <laughs> like, he's racing over to a bomb. I would have found it more offensive if the brand of moped was, like, I don't know, Polish in origin or something like that. Okay, okay. But it just he's sitting on top of it to assert yeah, his dominance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> the entire that nation Pol- of Poland. Polish engineers. I'll sit on the... I don't even know where I'm doing this. I'll sit, sit the, the fuck out of this moped. <laughs> sit in the place you've, didn't, you've, you've put in place for me to sit on. Ooh, take that. Um, Gandhi's flip-flops. They are rather dry. Robbie? That's, that's, they are rather dry. Um, so are they I'm, too dry? No. Okay. A rabbit? Chaz and Dave? Um... Just, just, just a, a just rabbit. Any rabbit. A just rabbit. a rabbit. No, no I'm perfectly fine with rabbits. Fine. I don't see the, the problem with rabbits. Is. Two rabbits. Oh, okay. Now with okay, okay, okay. As long um, as it's not any more than a group of eight, because then that's a that's that's forming a cult or a society or something. <laughs> the rabbits form cults. Yeah. <laughs> and around here, we don't have no more groups of eight people. Little uh, bunny fat. <laughs> oh. That's the, that's going to be the best joke I'll come out with all show. Bunny fat. It's, it's all downhill from you. <laughs> See, bunny fat just sounds like a, a really adorable Star Wars character. The, yeah. that, that's the problem. KK carrot. You've anthropomorphized. Uh, that was that was very good, Rob. <laughs> it really wasn't. KK um, step up on my earlier. <laughs> the same two rabbits having sex. Oh, okay, okay, James. I think we've been having some fun up until now. We've had 20 minutes or so of just light-hearted nonsense, but I feel you've crossed the line there. Okay. I don't feel you can say those things on air. And I may have to edit this out, um, but I, I I probably won't because um, I feel that being offensive is part of our charm. Um, however, <laughs> however, I do think you've, you've overstepped a mark there. Okay, I, I formally apologise. Like the time you said Hitler's pretty good and you made me edit it out. Did I? Did I? Do I've that? still got that yeah. clip. Tell you, what, I'll drop that in right now in the podcast. And if there's uh, if there's anything that we can take away from this, Hitler wasn't that bad, was he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I no, 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 that, that was bad. That, that was bad. Can I say something else? I'm keeping this in. And I'm still it, recording. I'm keeping this in. You can't keep this in. I, I refuse to allow that, that to be put out onto discharge. I can't have that sentence to my name. <laughs> there we are. Oh, that was... Oh, that's, that's terrible. I, 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 don't, I, I have no memory of saying that. You've edited my voice. Those aren't my words. <laughs> it's better than that time that he said Gaddafi was a great guy. <laughs> Okay, mo- that didn't actually we, happen. Should we, should we move on? Should we move on? Um, the same two rabbits not having sex because their relationship has become familiar and stale. <laughs> they need something to spice it up, but I don't know if it's not offensive. Yeah, mm. I think they should go and meet Steve Carell, like in the hit Meryl Streep movie Hope Springs. Did, did that happen? Did, yeah, did Steve that... Carell give like relationship advice to, to, yeah, to some to, rabbits? Like... Oh yeah. No, it's like Meryl Streep and Tommy Lee Jones. I like Tommy Lee Jones. Like, just, just put that in there. Tommy Lee Jones is pretty great. Yeah, yeah. and that's what we can take Grumpy, away. But um, foreskin stew. <laughs> Who's foreskin? Um, a collection of foreskins gathered uh, from. I don't know. I don't know where 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 do you get foreskins from? Like dicks. Yeah, but I mean, like where. Like let, let's From say like the foreskin collection center where all circumcised <laughs> the, foreskins yeah, go. Let's say a um, a rabbi 
uh, whilst performing his standard Jewish <laughs> procedure of circumcision, uh, has stored up the foreskins and made a hearty stew. Is that offensive? One, I don't know the shelf life on foreskins, so he <laughs> may get food poisoning. But... <laughs> Oh, quite, that's quite offensive because you know the biggest problem with, with having a foreskin <laughs> stew is that <laughs> you don't know the off. shelf life, you don't know the nutritional content <laughs> of foreskin stew. Can I also make an extremely obscure joke? Yes. Wasn't that um, a play written by that New Zealand playwright who wrote that? Was it Foreskin's Lament? I don't know. Whatever. There you um, are. There's an, there's an obscure joke. Yes, it's offensive. Last but certainly not least, a pint of milk. Yes or no? Is it offensive? Yes. Um, I'm a bit on the on the the, the fence, the fence sieve with this one. Mm. But I'm going to say yes. I'm going to I'm going to side with Jordan. a pint of milk is offensive. Pint of milk offensive. Would you say it is the most offensive of all the things we've mentioned thus far? No. What was the two rabbits having sex? What was the least offensive? Hitler on a moped. Um, Interesting. <laughs> I, I can't remember the list that well. Whatever wasn't offensive. Oh, um, no. Charles, Ma- Charles Mason in a bath. Charles Manson. Charles, Charles, Charles Manson. Charles, yes. Charles Mason is a carpenter. <laughs> Charles, <Probably>. Man- Charles, <laughs> Charles Manson in a bath. Charles Manson in a... No, specifically Charles Manson in a bubble bath. No, bubble, no, bath, bubble bath, bath is offensive. offensive. Bath isn't offensive. So, of course. Sorry, my mistake. So, um, there we go. Um, I think that we've come quite a long way in, over the course of this uh, this little game. Hmm. Did you feel that we've, we've sharpened ourselves up again? Yeah. yeah. Are, are we back I, up to so. a functional level? Are, are we ready to get back into the big wide world of podcasting and not be offensive? Yes. No. Yes. Yes. Ben's mother's anus. Can't shame us. Amos. I said anus. Like the one that Ben's mother has. Lyrics, words, verbs, nouns. We're verbal discharge. We've got crowns because we're the kings of the podcast. I can't rap very well. <laughs> so, as you might have gathered today, we're back, back on the scene at Derby, back recording our podcast. We really should let yeah. them let us know yeah, that. Yeah, and um, much like a newborn freshly pushed from the sphincter of um, Derby University. Huh. We we also like to play with toys occasionally. <laughs> I do. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. I, at least I'm, I like to play with toys. like Action Man. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. 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 But um, this has got nothing to do with Action Man because I've got a list here of. <laughs> 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 I've got a list here of real or fake. Toys, but they're very, very extremely weird ones. All right, so you've got to tell me and give me what you think of the toy. Anyway, okay. So if you think it's real or fake, and I'm going to score you because you know healthy competition <laughs> and all that. Okay, so okay. We're, we're we're in competition now. Right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Very directly. Throw down it, the gauntlet. The, let's oh. do this, let's do this shit. Put on your war faces. You can't see them. No, you can't see them. You can't Put see on them. your war voices. I assure you, <sighs> though, that we both look furious. I'm They're both furious. furious. Okay, so the first toy is just uh, roughly translated because it's a Japanese toy. Okay. Roadkill cat. This is a white, life-sized cat, cat plushie complete with tire tracks and expellable viscera. You can, you can stomp on it and its guts will fly out. Wow. wow. It was marketed for children aged three and upwards. That... Sounds like. See, I don't. I don't want to be in any way insensitive and say that it's the sort of thing you can imagine <laughs> coming out of Japan, but it's the sort of thing you could imagine coming out of Japan. See, I think that makes sense though because it helps prepare kids for death or something, doesn't it? Or it helps them. Like if they've just had a white cat die, you then go, "Oh, here it is. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Look at it, and it's safer than them playing with a corpse, which will go mean. off." Yes, your cat was run over, but you can relive (laughs) that painful memory every day with this toy. I I don't know if you could use it as a coping mechanism, though, because surely seeing the innards fly out of it would be a bit... Repeatedly. You have to stuff them back in. They don't suck back in. You have to actually stuff them back in. It desensitises you to the idea of cats dying, though, doesn't it? Like, you just look at it every day and you think, oh, cats cats die. Oh, my cat's dead. Oh, my cat's dead. Until you get to the point where you don't even think about it. Some people actually have competitions to see how far they can get the guts to shoot out. Like like one of those sort of <laughs> rockets that you, you stamp on the pedal. Yeah, yeah. How far can we fire this cat's innards? 
Do we know what the record is? The record? Yeah. For, for how far someone has fired. Oh, I didn't, I, I didn't think about the record. Oh. I didn't think about it. So um, what do you think? Real or fake? I think that's real. Yeah, I, I think that's real. You're both right. Hooray! Uh, well, right, okay. Second one. Aptly named Bristlebot. Bristlebot. <laughs> Did you know that statistically 100% of toothbrushes die when thrown away? Instead of throwing <laughs> your toothbrush away... Why not send it to Innovation First Labs? There, they'll cut the head off of it and attach a motor. It has nothing to do with cleaning one's teeth. It's meant to be played with on the floor as it careens around the room, ricocheting off walls. If you think it's a stupid idea, it was actually the inspiration for those hexbug toy things. Hmm. See, at first I thought that was definitely true. And then you started to stumble over your words... And so I suddenly thought, no, sorry, other way around. I thought that was definitely false. I thought you'd written it. This is kind of funny. <laughs> and then you started to stumble over your words as it became technical. And I thought, maybe, maybe you're just reading your press release. It's, you see, <laughs> I, I felt the same. I noticed you stumbling over your words, but I've taken that differently to Robbie. Yeah. Because I'm assuming that had you written this, you would have been more confident in your delivery. Which is, mm. sorry, I feel bad that you've, that you've gone to the effort of like either <laughs> recording this or making it up and we're ignoring any of the facts <laughs> about it and just saying yeah Jordan but this is where you murmured <laughs> um, I think had you written it your delivery would have been more confident and because you mumbled I assume this is real I was going to say that the same I think this is real I thought exactly the same thing as you but you said it was the, the, the opposite okay then you're both oh. right this yeah. is real. both real excellent yeah. the other Give a, no, the other thing is the fact that he said it inspired the hex bugs. Yeah. Which is yeah. A but I could say something inspired yeah. something. An action figure of the monolith from 2001, A Space Odyssey. With a whopping zero points of articulation, this action figure is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> not for the faint of heart? Real or fake? What's it going to do to you? Have you seen 2001? I've seen 2001. <laughs> causes all kinds of... Uh... But it's got zero <laughs> points of articulation. What's it going to do to you? It's just going to be there, looming in the background forever <laughs> on your shelf, floating through space, teaching uh, teaching chimps to fight using mm. using equipment. You know, is this, is this a real thing, or have I just made this up? Two, oh, oh, sorry, I thought you were two thousand one a space Odyssey. <laughs> but no, Stanley Kubrick made that up. Um, no, I he didn't. Well, Arthur C. Clarke. Whatever. Yeah, that's what, what, what I thought. <laughs> Bitch. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they wrote it together. Um, um, I, as much as I want it to be true. I assume that this is a lie. I, I assume it's not real. See, I assume, though, you can get a figure of it, but I think Jordan's made this one up. Okay. So you both think it's false? Yeah. Yeah. You're both wrong. It's a it, real it's, thing, it's, and on, sh- on the box it says zero points of articulation. <laughs> <laughs> I want one. <laughs> it's actually a scale replica. That's what it's about. It's, like, exactly to the right dimension. It's just smaller. I don't exactly how they get how they works, but I'm guessing it decreases. Mm. Yeah. But if you times it by an actual number, it would go to its original size. <laughs> That's the feature, though. It is just a block. <laughs> it's just a monolith. <laughs> it's a real thing. Lego Japan's Pompeii disaster set. <laughs> <laughs> Build and relive the disaster which turned an, in- an entire city's population to ashen statues, complete with moving parts and springs to eject, eject magma rock Two. down on the populace below. I, I'm pretty confident this is true. I yeah. I think it's true, but I realise that we are. The same I realise that we've gone for the same answer and we've tied. So I'm going to ignore my instincts <laughs> and, in an effort of giving a bit of leeway with this game, I'm going to say that it's false. James is right. Oh, <laughs> what a gamble that paid off! Yeah, I made it up. Although I thought I think it'd be a very good, yeah, it'd be <laughs> an interesting, it'd be interesting, setup. like Sue Abel doll. Um, this is actually spelled S U E A B L E. So Sue Abel. Um, it's a terrible Su-able. pun from the manufacturers of the doll. Right, it's the Suable doll. It's basically an amputee that you can sew the body parts back onto. Oh. It was supposed to inspire children to go into medical jobs, but only resulted in creepy old men on the internet sewing the limbs onto the wrong places mm-hmm. for shits and giggles. Sewable. I, I was under the assumption that it was sewable and it was meant yeah. to encourage yeah, children yeah. to like, become to go, lawyers. Yeah, to go into legal firms. Yeah, but no, I which made it really strange out. when you said that it had no arms and legs, like <laughs> teaching children to sue the disabled. I was hoping we'd be inspiring a new generation of lawyers to help us out with this Noah Baumbach case. <laughs> but yeah, um, you think it's true? I do not believe this. I do not think this is true. It sounds. It sounds just about mad enough to have been a legitimate idea that some bored 
some, some board of executives at some toy company was thought as a good idea. So I'm going to say that it's true. So true, false. Yes. James is right. Oh, oh storming ahead. It's a Norwegian toy, a Norwegian company. Oh, well, they don't, that's, that doesn't count then. Yeah. Because Norway mean, doesn't, doesn't count? count. Norway doesn't exist. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Conspiracy theory. <laughs> Added to the discharge law. Telford is a wasteland. Those sort of mad sort of homeless looking people who approach you sometimes at bus stops. It's like, hey man, you, it's all a lie, it's all a conspiracy. <laughs> Norway doesn't exist. There's nothing there. I've been there. It's just it's just snow and bears. It's not a country. I've been there, but I haven't been there. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, next one. A Titanic themed slide. Another disaster-themed entry from China this time. Allow your child to slide kicking and screaming down a capsizing Titanic slide and watch as they disappear beneath the icy cold foam waves at the base of the slide. James looks so confident when that came up. I'm going to say it's true. (laughs) Um, Basing on James' He knows about this. I'm going to say that it's true. If you say that it's false, I'm going to contest it because I've been on one. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've been on a Titanic slide. How did that come come about? Um, there's a. I, I hope they pay one. me for this. There's <laughs> a, a place up up in up in the northwest where I'm from. That's mm. called the Crocky Trail, and it's basically it's sort of a, an adventure place. Like you take the kids, you take the family, and they've got one sort of um, ride there that was very cheaply assembled by a farmer. Uh, that's called the Titanic Ride. And there's sort of the back end of the Titanic boat, sort of like loosely reconstructed out of bits of wood and cow shit, whatever farmers did. <laughs> And it, it starts off perfectly flat and gradually rises until it's completely vertical. <laughs> and people just cling on at the top and just tumble down in, in immense agony. It's, it was a lot of fun. I know, that, I know it's not the slide you were referring to. But I have been on but one. Yeah, the, the, it's, the, it's, it's, it's great. I like, I like that a lot of toys, that I, when I was searching for actual toys mm. to go along with the real ones, there are a lot of actually toys themed on disasters, which mm. is interesting. There, there should be more, like, disasters. Yeah. Have you ever seen the uh, World Trade Centre playset? Yes. <laughs> you, uh, it, it's it's like the 9-11 bowling pins. Yeah, yeah. All, all you do is you just, you just get, a, like, a toy plane and just throw it yeah. at, at some Jenga blocks. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, fun for all the family (laughs) Patent that, James Uh, (laughs) Next one The Archduke Franz Ferdinand assassination play kit Relived the grievous error committed by the Archduke's driver Which led to his certain death This includes a scale replica of Franz Josef Street And highly detailed figurines Does it come with the sandwich shop? That he was shot I, outside. I'm assuming so. This is this is an interesting it's, it's, historical. It's, yeah, it's the street that he was shot on. Yeah, so, yeah, interesting historical fact. The guy that was trying to assassinate him gave up because yeah. he was hungry. He went to go and have a sausage sandwich, and he then stepped outside the, the shop holding his sandwich and saw the Archduke. Um, wow. Franz Ferdinand, not the Glaswegian band, uh, <laughs> step out in front of him, and he went, "Well, it's, it's fate, isn't it?" And just shot him on the spot. Yeah, because the first one tried to throw a bomb at him, yeah. and he got arrested. And the second one was like, "Oh, I've given up." And it's only because his driver didn't hadn't heard that they were supposed to go in a different directions since he'd been attacked earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. So he drove back that way, and the guy was just walking along, turned around, and was like, "Oh, there's the guy I was trying to kill," and they <laughs> shot him in the jugular. Wow! And then a- also shot his wife. A sausage sandwich was responsible for the death of millions. Which, uh, am I correct in assuming um, that the assassination of Franz Ferdinand effectively led to the First World War yes. as well? Yeah. That so, the... a sausage sandwich. How, how unhappy, how guilty does, do the owners of that sandwich <laughs> shop feel knowing that they caused the conflict that has caused the most casualties <laughs> in human history? If they just like, moved into a, a few blocks down the road, then perhaps he wouldn't have been in the opportune position. It's the butterfly effect for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you think this is real or fake? I think that's fake. I think it's fake as well. You're both wrong. Really? This was a real thing made. I I couldn't find what company it was by, but I did find it in the deep, deep, dark corners of Amazon. Oh my god! (laughs) I don't know if someone had just made this by themselves. I might have, but but it's available on Amazon. I I want this. It looks a bit like a diorama, if anything. (laughs) 
Okay, so there's, there's, is it like a sort of... Um, do you remember those sort of mats that you had in, in primary school and very young education where you'd have like a 2D plane and the roads were on there? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, so it's, it, you roll it out and there's a sandwich shop and like little crossroads and things and then you can, you've, you've got your little action figure of I the shooter would, walking yeah. down the road with I, his sandwich shop. I think that would be a improvement on it. His sandwich shop. <laughs> He's ca- Just carrying, carrying on Carrying a sandwich shop. And and the um, the very last one here now, okay. um, the verbal discharge playset, complete with a Robbie figurine whose beard grows <laughs> when you squeeze him, a James figurine with a thirty-two foot pull cord, complete with a combination of seven hundred and twelve different discharge introductions, <laughs> and a Jordan figurine with a cannon which, when pressed, shoots out a fleshy mess missile in the shape of Billardi. True, real that's or false? A, now that's Where a reference. The... That's a reference for some discharge fans <laughs> right there. Where is the cannon located on about Jordan's person? Wait, what? oh, um, just in front of him. Just in front of him. Yeah. So it looks like he could be just ejaculating below. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I do that regularly. <laughs> <laughs> is this is this, re- <laughs> is this real or fake? Um, as much as I want it to be real. Uh, or, or is this the moment when we announce this the, is... the, the discharge playset available this, is, this Christmas? Yeah. This is where I I introduce myself as having come back from uh, Christmas time when we've just released a successful line of discharge toys, including our own Lego set so we, of the studio itself. Yeah. I um I did I did send a letter to ba- Bandai Namco, but they didn't <laughs> want to produce this. Oh, oh. bastards! Yeah. Um, tragically. It is false. It is. It's false. <sighs> James did win that, though. That's a, that's a shame. Right, well, however, what was, what, was the, what was the final score? It was 5-3. Five, 5-3. Three. Five, five, three. Three. The most boring rugby match imaginable. So, um, yeah, so... Is there, there could be a more boring rugby they, match could, than 5-3. It could be 0-0. No, no. um, but I was about to make a joke and I completely forgot my... I'm sorry. It's my fault. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, no. Right, okay. The, 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 the gist of it was because it was about playing... And because it's about having fun, not winning, um, which is just my way of getting around the fact I'm a really sore loser. <laughs> so now that I've won um, and asserted my unquestionable dominance over Robbie, uh, I think my first act as leader of the new Discharge Forefront is going to be <laughs> to uh, write to the Students' Union and insist that they fund a verbal discharge playset, hopefully available this Christmas. Doctor Who returns this weekend, but who is why, and when is what, and how Doctor Who are you? A quiz! Yay! Question one, question two. A, B, B, A, C, A. C, A. Um, yes, true. Jordan, you are correct! Okay. Question two. Who is your mother? A. Christmas. B. Sally Bosson. C. Doctor Who. Sally Bosson? Doctor Who? James, you are correct. And Jordan, <laughs> you are incorrect. Aww. I'm sorry to, to tell you that. Should I have been taking score? Probably. <laughs> Question three. Liam... Is which Dalek? A. Dragon B. Sec Or C. Amulet Sec Amulet Jordan, you are correct Well done, Jordan Woo woo Question four Xena Warrior Princess A. True B. False Well, it depends yeah, it depends on your standpoint. I, suppose I'm, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not religious, so I'm, I'm going to say false. Yeah, yeah. I'll also go with false because... That was a trick question. Uh, question five. Question one. A, C. B, A, C, B. False. B, A, Baracus. J- J- Jordan, well done. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Question six. How did A. Jehovah's Witnesses B. Incorrect use of a proper verb C. Space Trumpet Um, Jehovah's Witnesses Space Trumpet 
The correct answer was the incorrect use of a proper verb, even though there's no such thing as a proper verb. Question six. How did A, Jehovah's Witnesses, B, incorrect use of a proper verb, C, space trumpet? Incorrect use of a proper verb? No, it was, it was how did. Oh, how did? Um, through power of deduction. Magic? <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, I haven't got answers written down. Um, <laughs> so, this, is, this is the most indecipherable. <laughs> just, I'm really confused. So am I, and I'm... I'm, I'm I've, this is, I've, I've been driven legitimately mad over the course of this, this, this segment. What, what have you created and why? I'm not sure, but I'm going to get back to it now. Question seven. How many questions are there? Ten. Okay. Question seven. Which of the following Welsh players has not been... No, what? Which of the following Welsh players has been ruled out of the Rugby World Cup? Oh, here we go. Now it's a Robbie quiz. A, Trainwreck, starring Amy Schumer and Bill Hayden. <laughs> D, all of them. Uh, I'm going to go with Trainwreck. I'm going to go with all of them? You're, you're both correct. <laughs> <laughs> Trainwreck, starring Amy Schumer and Bill Hader, was one of them. And they're all, they're all out. Lee Halfpenny and all. Question eight. TARDIS or not TARDIS? A. TARDIS. B. Not TARDIS. That is the question. A. TARDIS. <laughs> uh, B. Not TARDIS. Do you want to repeat that? B. Not TARDIS. Well, no, because that wasn't an answer, was it? It was not TARDIS. B. Not TARDIS. <laughs> You're correct. Well done. Good good work. <laughs> Question nine. <laughs> In which classic Doctor Who serial did a man turn into a slug on the Ark in space? Was it A, the Ark in space? B, oh my God, a man just turned into a slug right in front of me? Or C, oh my God, God a man just turned into a slug right in front of me on the Ark in space? Uh, I think it's C, oh my god, a man just turned into a slug right in front of me on the Ark in space. I'm just going to go for on the Ark in space. The correct answer was the the Ark in space. Well well done, Jordan. You're really good. Hollow victory. And question... No, there's still more. (laughs) There's one more question in this top, top quiz. Is this the best quiz you've ever done? That was not a question in the quiz. The last question in the quiz is question 10, and question 10 is this. Question 10. Lionsgate have made some pretty good movies, huh? A, sure. B, didn't they make The Hunger Games? C, no. Uh, A, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's an okay. You're both so correct. It's ridiculous. Well done, guys. You're great quizzes. Have we recorded a winner? No. I think the winner is probably Jordan. However, you might want to go for your answers first. If you've got mostly A's, you are really good at quizzes. If you've got mostly B's, you are Jordan Reynolds. If you've got C's, you are mostly Tom Baker. Why? Did you all enjoy my Doctor Who quiz? Thank you for Doctor Who quiz. I hope to see you again soon in Time Galaxy soon, good friends. But for now, goodbye, friends. Goodbye. I almost feel like you were reading something that was really badly done on the internet and you've cut, you're going to come now round to the point and go, this person posted this, this wasn't me. No, that was me. Oh. That, well, it wasn't me, it was another version of myself. I, I feel I unleashed something there that can never quite be contained. Was it a version of yourself that has no understanding of coherent sentence structure? <laughs> no, I think that was pretty coherent. I think I, I got sense. lost as soon as you said question one, question two, question six, question one. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm, I'm legitimately baffled by, by what that was. It and was a Doctor Who quiz. But it, it was a Doctor Who quiz, but... but it, was, it was a but, Doctor Who quiz. Was it, was it a Doctor Who quiz, but open to interpretation? Like... like <laughs> Like abstract artwork. <laughs> it's a subjective art form. Is this, is this what you were going for? Were you, were you trying to create abstract artwork in the form 
of an indecipherable Doctor Who radio quiz. Essentially, yeah. I feel it's really about um, passion and about the human ability to feel and to give love. Do you think you did you achieve what you set out to achieve? Um, well, it's up to how the listeners perceive that. Um, I'd like to thank you both for taking a part in this experimental uh, work of art. But yeah, I feel I feel I came as close as I certainly could within this lifetime before I'm reborn as a stick insect and forced to live it through its pointless meandering ways as a long, thin creature rather in, than a, a, a the short, hairy one. In retrospect, is there anything that you would have done differently in the quiz? Um, I feel that perhaps I would have had more questions about Doctor Who. However, I don't regret this in any way. Now, regarding the allegations that have been made against you in the press this yes. week, um, saying that the quiz was derivative and and just completely wholly unoriginal, what, 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 in what way would you respond well, to these I naysayers? Well, I feel those people who call me derivative... Uh, are in themselves derivative, as I once called them all derivative back in 1967. Um, if you want to check, you can. It's in it's in the papers. I am very much on record do you, having said this. Do you feel, though, that your previous accusations of them of being derivative cancel out the legitimacy of their derivative claims of your work? I, I do not feel that it is fair for anyone to call my work being as being derivative i also don't think it's fair for anyone to say i can't make coherent sentences that was pretty excellent but do you do you feel that it cancels out their the, the legitimacy the legitimacy of their statements i don't know what gives you the right to ask me these questions uh this is an interview for my movie your uh, movie i'm shutting you down i i could tell that was where this was heading tell to. tell me about your father you had a, a <laughs> rocky relationship with i'm krishnan guru murphy and you've been listening to verbal discharge <laughs> This is it, it's the Discharge Song. This is it, it's the Discharge Song. This is it, it's the Discharge Song. And we do it all the time. Oh, oh, what a show. What a show, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Podcast gold, podcast gold. I'm sure you can agree. How do, how do we, how do we, how was it all for us? Top. Did we get there? We got there. We got there. We got there in the end. We, 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 we reached we, the... We crested the Misty Mountains. We did. We did. We, and we're, with, with that, I suppose we're back. This is it. This is yeah, the, we, yeah, we're done. We can't spend the next week talking about how we're back and how we're a bit rusty. We haven't got that excuse anymore. No, we no. Now we're... Back we're golden we're shining. Officially oh, back. Verbal discharge has returned to the... I was going to say airwaves, but we're not on the airwaves. We're not on the airwaves no. yet. We, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes. We're on, oh, and YouTube. We're, and we're everywhere. And YouTube. And, and WordPress. And then we've also got the email as well, which is working now. If you oh, want yeah. to send an email to things at verbaldischarge.co.uk, you can do that. I got that working over the summer. That was an exciting um, advancement. Oh. Um, it's worth us mentioning. Um, if you haven't already liked us on Facebook, please, by all means, do. Um, we post things there, including we, we're going to try and make sure that we get a blog post up every single Wednesday. Yep. Uh, so there'll be there'll be content for you to read with your eyes, and there'll be content for you to hear with your ears or any other orifices you happen to have that are capable of hearing. Uh, every Friday, we should be uploading a new podcast, so yeah. you can find that all on our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, facebook.com forward slash verbal discharge. Plugging, words, things that we do, this is where we are. This is what this is. Yeah, verbaldishards.co.uk if you want to read the blog um, or actually the post that goes with this. Um, I'll probably write it in like three minutes. And I don't know if there's any images. <laughs> are there any pictures we want up going alongside? Um, such as pictures of Zac Efron, such as pictures of um, any of the toys Jordan mentioned. Um, I can get the pictures of those. I've yeah. still got the link open on my laptop. We'll do it, we'll do it. We it'll, may well it'll, put it'll those up there. in the there. post on the website on verbaldischarge.co.uk. I think, I think we've covered all bases. I think we've covered not only all bases that we set out to achieve, but all bases that we didn't. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, We have achieved all there is to achieve. One other thing quickly. Um, again, we're back to plugging. 
But if you do like the podcast, if you have bothered to listen to us, then why not rate and review us on iTunes? Yes, know, we would love that. Which is useful and does help sort of push the podcast is, charts It is and stuff. legitimately it's, very, very helpful. If you it do is. it, we will, in all sincerity, be quite in your debt. Like that, yeah. that, that would help us massively, please. We've, we've currently got two reviews up on there. Do we? One of which was written by me. What did you rate us? I gave it five stars. Because really? Because it's worthy of five stars. I would have given us four because I think that if we rate ourselves five, it's too... Uh... No, no, you should go there tonight and rate us five stars, please. I'll rate us four. No, rate us five. I, I, I don't feel we're, like, we're worthy of five. I think, I think we're worthy of five. Give us a four. Oh, oh, it's always good to have room for improvement. Well, we've certainly got room for improvement, but that's when they're going to introduce six stars. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that This Is Spinal Tap is the only film on IMDb that's rated out of 11 stars? Yeah. Well, it's very, very... Yeah. Um, but yeah, if, Just... you have, if you have listened all the way through this podcast, um, as ever, thank, thank you, you thank much. you so, so much. Uh, it does mean a lot to us yeah. that you, you, you do listen. Um, that being said, we are your masters and overseers. Hmm. Do as we command. And by what we command we mean listen next week when we'll be back with another exciting episode full of hijinks and words and all sorts of business and hopefully we're going to get something for you to get involved with and to i don't know if you've got just anything just send us anything if you've got like a polls yeah anything how right if anyone has put a hat on their dog lately take a photo of it send it to us we won't do anything with it, but we'd love to see them. Yeah, that'd, that'd be helpful. That'd I'd, be love, I'd love it if the dog put the hat on itself. <laughs> Send us a video of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you can get your dog to put a hat on without aiding it in any way, we'll give you all of our yearly verbal discharge salaries. <laughs> Which is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, we could put it on the... We could put, like, a compilation of dogs and hats on YouTube. That'd be a good use of it. That'd be that'd be worthwhile. That'd be that'd be good. That's what everyone wants when they think of verbal discharge. They think of a YouTube video of dogs and hats. And on that note, yeah. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you very much, Jordan. Final word of the show: discharge. <laughs>